Hi everybody, Nikki here. Just wanted to let you know that you might hear some cricket background noises throughout this podcast. Jeff was sitting with the windows open and unfortunately my editing skills are not good enough to remove crickets. So I hope you find it nice ambiance, enjoy the episode, and our usually kooky advice. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Thoroughly Unqualified, a thoroughly delightful podcast in which uh, the three of us, uh, grown siblings, discuss relationship, love, uh, and other issues uh, relating to life in this whacked out world. Uh, Joining us today, as always, are myself, I am Jeff the youngest, I'm Chris the middle, and I am Nikki, I'm the oldest. Also, relationship love? Relationships... (laughs) Comma, love, <laughs> comma, and other stuff. We're off to a flying start today. <laughs> One of these days I we'll nail down to... that intro. I was Indeed. I was completely right in the way I phrased that. How dare you? <laughs> you're right. You're doing a great job, Jeff. Frankly, you're insubordinate. Insubordinate? Who's in charge no. here? <laughs> Nobody, but if anything, that makes us all the insubordinate. podcast gods? Yes. Godcasts. They're looking down on us like, hmm... Grumble, grumble. Okay, well, anyway, uh, I thought we could start off. <laughs> We're all sober, I think. <laughs> That's the frightening thing. I think Chris is drinking a beer. Uh, Chris is a little... I'm, little, I'm drinking a beer. Little in a beer. I'm drinking water. I had some coke Maybe one of these days we'll have to do a, a drunk episode yeah. and see how that goes. To be fair, this is my first beer of the night. Yeah, we we, we will absolutely have to do because I've I've been watching Drunk History and like they get real drunk and I think that's the level we need to aspire to if we're gonna do that. <laughs> we can do like a a drunk episode once every couple months. Yep. Or something that'd be pretty yeah, entertaining. Get real, real with we, each other. We will we probably need, need a chaperone. It. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and we would need to record it on not a Wednesday night probably yes, because not all be of us have jobs. So. Yeah, my job doesn't matter. I just wake up whenever I wake up and respond to a bunch of cranky people in the email. Whatever. Yeah, but that would be even less fun if you were hungover, I It's imagine. true. It's true. All right. All right. Moving on. <laughs> anyway, so I thought we could start off today's episode by doing a fun, stupid BuzzFeed quiz that will predict when we will all meet our soulmates. I'm ready. This quiz will reveal when you'll finally meet the love of your life. Also, finally. Rude. How dare you, okay. BuzzFeed. So the first question is, choose a carb to ban from the planet forever. And the options are potatoes, bread, pasta, or why the hell would I want to ban any carbs? I think we're probably all in agreement yes, here. why yeah, the hell? I'm choosing why the hell. <laughs> yes. Why on earth That's... would you ban a carb? Yeah, I was going to say, that probably makes up a substantial portion of my diet. Just those three things. I know. Those are like my three favorite foods. Yep. It's all I eat, pretty much. If rice was on there, Reasonably healthy people, too, which is kind of the wild thing about that answer. (laughs) Reasonably being the operative word there. Yes. Yes. Um, Okay. So next up, we have pick a type of holiday. Oh, very English, are we? Uh, We have beach, city, skiing, and safari. Safari sounds cool, but I got to go with my default, which is beach. I knew you were going to pick that. I actually know. <laughs> yeah. So my issue here is the images that they have. Beach is a beach. 
astonishingly. Uh, city is Paris. The city is Paris. So that makes me think, like, ah, European tour. Because that's, like, nice. Yeah, it could be, like, a European city. Ski- skiing city. looks like a, a lovely wintry cabin in, like, New Hampshire. Uh, and Safari is a bunch of wildebeest or something. Uh, <laughs> and so... I've never been skiing, but I like the idea of a nice wintry cabin in New Hampshire. So if I'm going by the the word of the answer, I'd, I'd probably pick city. Yes, I think we're going by the word of the answer. But, but by the picture, I'd go with skiing. <laughs> okay, well, just I'm going to pick skiing. I'm, I'll pick I would, city for diversity's sake. I would say city would be, I don't know. I don't know what I do in a lot of cities. I need someone to plan things for me. Oh, none of us want to go. None of us want to go on safari. Oh, I would. I would. I wouldn't say no to any of those options. I know, it sounds cool, but also, like, that wouldn't be my default, like, yeah. do you want to go on a vacation, or do you want to go, ooh, let's go on safari? Because <laughs> I imagine you do that once, and then you don't really want to yeah, do it Yeah, safari is, like, part of a vacation. I don't see that as being the yeah. end, the be-all and end-all. Alright, anyways, I'll, next... Also, I'll kill you. Anyways, again, next question. <laughs> um, you've won a competition, and the prize is a lifetime supply of a specific fruit. You can't opt out. You have to choose a fruit. Which fruit do you choose? The options are bananas, apricots, raspberries, and avocados. Well, you could definitely make the most money off of avocados. Okay, well, for sure. <laughs> so just not thinking logically, because you I'm would never eat bananas. all the fruit. Yeah, I'm choosing bananas because yeah. I like those the most out of those three things. It's really the only one I really like all that much out of all. Yeah, but it would either be bananas or free shavoka dues for me because i do not like apricots and i don't i i'm ambivalent about raspberries um i probably like raspberries the most but i think i would get the most utility of bananas but then also i could just start an avocado business and sell them and probably make a fortune so i'm gonna go with avocados i'm gonna go with banana and and i I think a banana can be a meal. Like, if I'm running out the door and I'm like, I just need, like, some nutrients in my body before I go about my business. Oh, yeah. Banana's easily the best one. Because you're not just going to chow down on an avocado. Like... Yeah, I'm not. I'm going to sell them. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's fine. But I'm saying... I like like fast and easy. It's already packaged. You know? It's done. Fair enough. Okay. Next question. You can only wear one color for the rest of your year. What color do you choose? Like this year matters. Yeah. Red, blue for me because <laughs> red, blue, black, or purple. <laughs> yeah, like eighty yeah. percent of my wardrobe is already blue, so I'm going to go with that. That is also true for me, so I will go with that as well. Yeah, I'm going to go with that just because all I wear is jeans when I'm out and about, so yeah. I could just wear a blue shirt and that's fine. Did that's not that's not that? preference. I that's... going with my shirts. Yeah, <laughs> that's not <laughs> that's not a preference. That's just what I have. Yeah, I would either go blue or black, probably, just for, like, ease, but I think I probably have more blue. Right. Okay, we got, uh, pick a language to suddenly become fluent in. Japanese, French, Russian, or Spanish? I'm gonna go Spanish, just because I did used to be fluent in it, and it was very helpful, and I've lost a lot of it, and I think it would be the most useful thing to know for living in the U.S., so. Spanish. the logical answer and i'm sort of with you there it was like i have like don't remember anything in spanish and i used to be not probably not fluent but you know in the neighborhood of fluent um but i don't think that's what i'm gonna choose i feel like if i wanted to just suddenly know a language i would want it to be i mean i would choose like gaelic or something really interesting and just go to ireland and hang out but um, i think i'm gonna go with japanese uh i would pick french just because i think it's a fun language to do hmm. 
Ho 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 baguette pamplemousse rendezvous. And because I speak, I speak a, like I, I don't. I'm not fluent in Spanish by any means, but I can read it and understand what the heck's going on. Same with German. Yeah. And so I feel like French Same, like that gets me a nice little trifecta, like an True. uninterrupted string of countries across Europe that I could travel through and just talk to people. Well, you could do that anyway, just speak English, but... I could, that's true, because English. everyone speaks English, yeah. but but I wouldn't have to. Alright, Chris, hit us with the next question. Alright, which of these qualities is the most attractive? Being well-read, good posture and poise, being well-dressed, being warm and open? Uh, uh. I kind of associate good posture and poise with being well-dressed anyway. Those kind of go together. No, I think those are very different. They're like they're they, not. They, they don't have to. You could be a, I, you I could dress like a slob and have good posture. No, but poise, like posture, sure. But poise, I view as like a more of a. You're more like thing. graceful. Like a, it's how you hold yourself yeah, as opposed to how you. Yeah, but I feel like you're you're not you're not well poised if you're. Well, you're not going to pick slob. either of those anyway, so it doesn't matter. I might, uh, you don't know. <laughs> I think I'm going to put being warm and open. Me too. Yeah, no nerds here, please. Thank you. Uh, I'm surprised, Jeff, you didn't want to put being well-read. That's not a huge de- big deal for me. Yeah, I mean, okay. it's certainly... Nice I'm, I'm, not I'm okay with being well-read. the better read person yeah. in the relationship, and I don't pretend... To, I don't even read as much as I... I've, I, I've actually read a book in print the past few weeks for the first time in a long time. Um, I've been reading a lot because I can't else leave my house, so... Yeah. <laughs> Um, alright, next question. Which of these qualities is the most unattractive? Being selfish, being stingy, being reckless, or being rude? Being rude. Yep. Yeah, same. We're all gonna get the same answer. Because, <laughs> like, I fully understand selfish, stingy, and reckless, but I like to think yeah. I'm not rude, and so the other three yeah. things I can identify with a little bit. I don't like people who are assholes. Yes, Me either. Very that's big, that's like, the number like, one rule of life, is just don't be a dick. Yeah. Yep. That's Wheaton's law, if I'm not mistaken. All right. Uh, Stems from the fact that we've all worked in customer service, too. Indeed. In the same role. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a story we need to tell at some point. Not right now, because it's yeah. going on for a while. <laughs> um, whose question is it? Me? I think it's yours. Uh, which of these is your greatest vice? Drinking, smoking, food, or shopping? Probably drinking at this point. I don't even know <laughs> if I call it a vice. I do yeah. it on the weekends with my roommates. I'm going to go with shopping just because I tend to just buy things if I think I need them or if I don't think I need them and I just want them. Yeah, I actually might change it to food because I don't really cook. So I was going to say, you spend a lot of money on food. It's the only <laughs> thing I spend money on. on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think I'm going to change it to food at that point. Yeah, and... yeah I'm going to go yeah, with I have food a as well. I drink I occasionally, ridiculous. but I, I have quit drinking temporarily before and had no trouble with it and I don't think it's really yeah. a of ice, whereas food, I'm like, that's kind of my comfort. Yeah, I usually take at least a year, I mean, a year, a month off per year of drinking, and it's not an issue, and especially during the lockdown and everything, I, like, really haven't been drinking that much, because I live by myself, and I don't want to sit in my apartment and drink by myself, I'm actually surprised I haven't really changed my drinking habits at all. I actually might (laughs) be drinking less during Mm -hmm. the lockdown, even though I have people to drink and do stuff with. I was drinking a lot of wine when I was at home because mom and I would drink wine together. But since I've been back, I haven't really been drinking that I much. I go through a bottle of Jameson probably about once a month, maybe a little bit longer. But that's most of my alcohol intake. Fun stuff. 
All right. Next question. Pick a small, annoying thing that wouldn't be a deal breaker for you. Someone who is a super picky eater. Someone who never stacks the dishwasher correctly. Someone who always leaves their clothes on the floor after undressing. Someone who doesn't like animals and would never have a pet. Wouldn't be a deal breaker. This is not a deal breaker. I mean, I have dated someone that three of these things were true for. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to go with someone who's a super picky eater because I'm a super picky eater. So that's clearly not a problem. I'll go with leaving the clothes on the floor because I do that too and it, I don't really care. It's definitely not going to be the pet one. But I think I'm going to go with super picky eater yeah, too because that would bother me the least. <laughs> the, the, pe- the pet one is the only one on there that I'd be like, hmm. It's definitely a deal breaker. Yeah. I think that's the only one that's like a hard deal breaker for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not even sure that's it's still, I think I would want rights right. at some point. Right. All right. Oh, this is the last question. I thought that one was. Pick a small thing that absolutely absolutely would be a deal breaker for you. Someone who is a super picky eater. Someone who oh, never stacks the dishwasher correctly. Someone who always leaves their clothes on the floor after undressing. Someone who doesn't like animals and would never have a pet. And none of these seem like deal breakers to me. It's, it's definitely the pet one. We already one. answered it's that. The, yeah. Yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> Done. All right. Let's see our results. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Mine is, you've already met I got them. that as well. Yes. Yeah, Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Who is it? Reveal yourself. <laughs> oh, dear. I knew we were all going to get the same thing. Yeah. Also, I mean, we, we were mostly different. Yeah. Those, aren't, those were not the types of things that separate us like, no. as people. Yeah. No. Because we, we are all very different. So it's not like this is a personality quiz and we got the same answer. Well, according to BuzzFeed... Uh, that person for each of us is already in our lives. If, if anyone listening thinks you're the love of one of our lives, uh, feel free to send us an email. Really <laughs> <laughs> unqualified at gmail.com. Yep. And, Just be like, uh, hey, I'm around. Because <laughs> that oh, would man. that would simplify my life a little bit. <laughs> someone all three of us know just says, "Hey," it's like, "Oh no, who's it for?" <laughs> who's it for? <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, let's uh, let's stop talking about ourselves and give some uh, advice to some internet randos. Why don't we? I'll start it off because hey. sure. Got a pretty silly one here. So my twenty-three-year-old female, her husband, twenty-six-year-old male, is trying to make us have a wedding at McDonald's. I'm losing my mind. What do I do? <laughs> Fun start. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Um, so my husband and I have been, not, I guess they're not married yet. I, they are? I don't know. My husband and I have been dating for about eight years since high school. I moved in a bit before quarantine set in. During lockdown, he proposed. All was great until he kept hinting that he wanted us to have our wedding at McDonald's in all caps. This sounds stupid as fuck, at least to me. Kind of to me too. In high school, when we were dating, we went to McDonald's almost every day after school with friends. In a way, it's how we started dating. I think he wants it to be in honor of that. But I don't want my wedding to be at McDonald's. He said that they have McDonald's weddings in Japan's and birthday parties in the U.S., but I don't see why our wedding has to be there. I don't even know how we'd arrange one. I eventually asked him to stop joking about it yesterday because it was getting old, but he looked offended and basically asked me why it would be a joke. And we haven't really been talking since. What do I do to fix this? Oh, man. (laughs) At least it sounds like... Yeah, at least it sounds like there is, like, some good intention behind it. Like, if that's kind of how they started dating, was going to McDonald's. But also, like, I, I kind of hope he's not actually serious, because it's McDonald's. But also, if you want to get married during, you know, quarantine, then it might be one of your better options. 
Yeah, and I don't want to come across as, like, classist, like, oh, they're getting married at McDonald's, oh, that's the least fancy thing I've heard all day. No, uh, like, um, you know, if it works for you, then it works for you, go for it. Um, and I'm a sucker for McNuggets, so, you know, having those and getting married on the same day, that's, like, that's top three days right there. Um, but, uh, uh... Yeah, you gotta be on the same page about where you're getting married. If it's a money thing, there are lots of cheaper free venues to to get married. Courthouse is the obvious one, but most parks and things like that are, are options. Courthouse isn't free. You gotta pay for the... Yeah, but uh, cheap, you know, compared to most, you know, major wedding venues. I actually imagine, I would imagine renting out a whole McDonald's for a while is not inexpensive. Um, depending. Yeah, to, to me, it doesn't seem like it's a money thing. Yeah. I think he it actually holds, like, value to this guy. I'm with her. I feel like even if there's, you know, I met my significant other and we spent all of our good times at, at McDonald's, I don't think I'd want to get married there. I guess he does say it's popular in Japan. I don't know anything about that. Maybe that's the thing <laughs> we could research. If you were um, suddenly fluent in Japanese. If I was suddenly fluent in Japanese. <laughs> um, I have heard I could still probably, Japanese McDonald's is McDonald's are very is... fancy and popular. I mean, I feel like that's like, just indicative of Japanese culture being a lot yeah, you know, it, neater. Yeah. And <laughs> I can't say it shocks me that McDonald's weddings would be a thing in Japan. They <laughs> have a very different culture than we do. But yeah, I also agree that he shouldn't be like, if you're not having it's our wedding at McDonald's, we can't get married because that's just like, all right, come on. You got to realize that there's a certain level of like, this is very strange and it's not only your wedding. Yeah. But that, that said, I, mean, I don't I don't see why they couldn't have, you know, kind of two receptions and, or something like that and maybe have one at McDonald's um, or do like a, yeah, you know, what, or like, or like a rehearsal dinner or, you know, like McDonald's some other major catering. part of it. Yeah. I actually quite like that idea a lot of a rehearsal dinner there. Yeah. And I think that could, I think that would be cute as it, heck. Because <laughs> it sort of gives you like the things like, this is how we met. This is how we dated. You know, spent a lot of time here. Great memories. Blah, blah, and that's blah, when blah, everyone blah. makes the toasts and it's but all you, very, yeah. Yeah. And then you get to have, like, your, you know, super fancy wedding or whatever it is at a different venue. And you sort of both get what you want there. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to suggest is maybe not have the wedding there, but try to incorporate McDonald's into the wedding um, so that he gets kind of a piece of what he wants. If the real reason behind him wanting to have it there is that it's an important, like, memory for him of how you guys got together, um, you could do fun things like give out the wedding favors in like happy meal boxes or like just have mcdonald's food at the wedding or yeah i like the idea of the rehearsal dinner there too you could also take your wedding photos there so that he'd have (laughs) images of that which i think i think the more that i'm thinking about this i'm kind of coming around and i'm like this is actually that actually sounds like a lot of fun but (laughs) as long as it's one of the nicer mcdonald's that's been you know well kept in all these things because a grungy mcdonald's would be less fun yeah i'm on board with incorporating it into your wedding if you can make that work, if it's that meaningful. But I also, I think the guy needs to understand that, like, she doesn't want to have a wedding in McDonald's. Don't have a wedding in McDonald's. Yeah, it should um, be she something. Also, and she can understand that it's important to him. You can do something to somehow make that a part of it. Exactly. It should be a day that both of them look back on fondly and feel like they had a, you know, equal part in planning and um, making themselves a part of it. Because it's a day about both of them. So incorporate it, but stand firm in the idea that you don't want to have your wedding there because that's fine <laughs> agreed good luck cool Get yo mcnuggets okay. for us and okay. a milkshake i love mcdonald's milkshakes on the oh, weirdos yes. all right uh i can go i've got one that's 
not really similar, but there were elements. Okay, so the another Dear Prudence one, just because that is my go-to at this point. Uh, <laughs> Prudence is your girl. It's actually a man who writes it. I don't, I don't know. Um, help, my partner orders off. Prudence is a the, man. Yeah, Danny. Or I'm, I'm assuming it, the the name is Danny, so I'm assuming that that's a, a male person. But who knows? But I do name. Uh, I know several girls named yeah. Danny. I, I haven't seen pictures. That that was my assumption. Who knows? But why are they Either writing way. to Prudence? If I, but, I mean, Dan. dear Annie, dear, Annie's dear name Annie. wasn't Annie. Yeah, that's how it works. They should pretend to be Prudence. Anyway. Anyway, uh, help! My partner orders off the kids' menu when we eat out. Oh, no. Uh, so. Uh, my partner eats like a child. Uh, my partner and I, both male, have been together for two years. He's wonderful, and I love him immensely. Uh, I'm going to breeze through this next part, but essentially he had a very traumatic childhood and was taken in by relatives over time, and he had a variety of behavior disorders and blah, blah, blah. Um, he's pretty much fine now. He's loving, caring, attentive, and socially intelligent. Uh, the one leftover, quote-unquote, from this tumultuous childhood is his eating habit. Uh, his aunt fed him a steady diet of chicken fingers, pizza bagels, and spaghetti without sauce. Um, he maintained this diet through college and up until now. We live together, but it's not an issue in our individual meals. The problems arise when we cook for each other or eat out at a restaurant or someone else's home. He always orders off the kids' menu and frequently refuses to try a restaurant that doesn't serve American-style food. At someone's home, he'll pick at his meal until the host realizes he's not eating, kicking off a painfully awkward back and forth in which he tries to explain it's nothing personal or related to the host cooking. I've started dreading eating with him anywhere that's not our home. We would like to have children someday, and I absolutely will not raise child, uh, children who grow into adults and still eat like this. It's unhealthy and limiting in life opportunities. Uh, I want my kids to be able to try new foods, experience different cultural culinary traditions, and all these things that my partner can't or won't do. What's the best approach here? I've tried talking, cajoling, sneaking, in quotes, spinach into smoothies, and everything else under the sun, and all that results is a sullen partner who tried some broccoli and sulked for hours afterward. Would I be ridiculous for suggesting therapy to overcome this food aversion? I know it's rooted in the childhood trauma he experienced, but I would hate for the trauma to dictate the rest of his life. So, first of all, I have a friend who does this. <laughs> and Chris knows this person as well. <laughs> um, just okay. very, very picky kind of very similar palette to this guy it sounds like and it's something that we make fun of this person for but ultimately is not really hindering their life in any way he asked about therapy i don't think that's a bad idea if it is actually as the narrator describes a result of childhood trauma i don't know if that's necessarily the case i think it could be just uh like a sensitive palette or just liking what's familiar which i think there's plenty of people who are like that but yeah i think maybe talking to a nutritionist too might be helpful um just about like how this could be affecting his health and if they want to have children how this could affect kind of the family structure and what he's passing down to them i don't know it's a tough one yeah i'm trying to think of how i want to respond to this because i'm a picky eater not to that level but i definitely definitely like default towards you know the things that i like and i'm a little bit hesitant trying new things sometimes so I'm trying to think about like what helps me or why, or like if there's anything that I can think of that would help. I don't know. I'm just, I don't have a good answer for it yet. So Jeff, if you have anything. Well, the, the one thing I really want to call out is the, the cajoling and sneaking spinach into smoothies. That's super not okay. Don't do that. Yeah. I um, agree. You know, if you can say, can I put spinach into the smoothie? And if you genuinely don't like it, then I won't talk about it again. That's fine. Um, but or say, here, I made you this smoothie. Do you right. want to try it? Right. And but he asks what's in it. You can say there's spinach in it. <laughs> but feeding someone something that they don't want, sub, sub, 
subterfugely under the guise of subterfuge is is not okay. Um, so there's that. Um, I also don't really love the, you know, I refuse to raise children who grow into adults with narrow palates. Um, the palates of your children, while you can expose them to lots of opportunities to eat things and stuff, ultimately they're individuals with their own thoughts and free will and they're going to eat whatever they are going to eat as adults. So, I don't know, I feel like there's a little bit of, like, you need to kind of ease your grip on the situation a little bit, because this is not entirely your problem or your business. Now, that said, I think I think the health concerns are the biggest thing, because eating, you know, SpaghettiOs yeah. for every meal is not going to do you any favors. And if they haven't already, uh, I think they're still relatively young, uh, but I'm not, it doesn't state their age. You know, that's going to start giving you some serious problems pretty quickly um if you're just like it's also, carbs yeah also limiting things like travel and like yeah. new experiences like if you mm -hmm. want to go to a different country and this person isn't comfortable eating things that aren't like generic american food well, like the, how are you going to have those new experiences together mm -hmm. presuming well, that they want to travel which I, was not clear from the story i'm just imagining that but and uh an argument or uh uh approach to this that i've had with friends in the past who i've been traveling with and been going to different places is most cultures have food that fits into a similar sort of category that american food does bland yeah well not necessarily bland <laughs> Lots but car of salt. carby carby <laughs> yeah. and you know with a few kind of base ingredients like it italian food is an obvious uh, right. part of that um you know german food is very it's you know steak and potatoes pretty much um very straightforward um and there's millions British of other examples too. of that yeah, British food actually um, is very bland. Yeah, and so there's there's a lot of different examples of that, and I it's not hard to find something that you like, but you have to be willing to take the step and, and try something. Um, you know, I, I sort of get it because I don't think I'm a particularly picky eater, but I'm definitely a, an eater of routine. Um, like yeah. if I find a new yeah. restaurant, I'll try a few new dishes, and then I'll find the one that I like, and I'm like, okay, that's what I'm going to order. Um, or like the general, we have a, a a deli nearby our house that makes amazing sandwiches, and I get the same thing nine times out of ten when I order there. Not because I haven't tried and don't like the rest of it, but just because that's the thing I am like, I would like to eat that, and that is what I'm going to eat. So it's not so much a pickiness thing as it just is a, that's what I'm comfortable with. And it might be that that's a big part of this, too. Um, you yeah. know, he's, he's comfortable with what he's eating and, and doesn't feel the need to change that. Um, you know, so there's that. I don't know. I don't know that there's a simple answer to this, other than I think you need to take a step back um, and maybe say that a lot of this is not really on you, but at the same time, I don't think therapy is ever a bad idea, even if you don't bring it up specifically for, for food purposes, whether you want to go as a couple or, or, you know, suggest individual therapy. That's, I think that's always fine. Yeah. But, and that's why I said a nutritionist too, because sure. they might, you know, have ideas for like crossover foods or like bridge foods that will get you from those kind of like same five meals that you're constantly eating. Maybe slowly introduce one ingredient, slowly right. introduce one other meal, you know, something like that. And, you know, someone who does that for a living is going to have some better suggestions. Right. And is, you know, they're really qualified to give that advice. Indeed. Uh, plus, plus, there are therapists out there who specialize in food-related issues. Yeah. yeah. I don't disagree with anything you guys are saying. Um, I also think, I think the big thing is, like, if he's only ordering a kid's menu and doesn't eat, like, his friend's cooking or whatever... That's a little bit picky, but at the same time, he's a grown man, and there's nothing wrong with having a limited diet. His might be to the extreme, but there's like if 
you know, you're a reasonably healthy person and you have eat, you know, the same couple things all the time. There's nothing actually wrong with that. Honestly, I feel well, like growing up, our mom made the same, you know, 10 meals 90% of the time. Yeah, but we had balanced meals of like vegetables, vegetables and, and protein. No, and like yeah. no, and you're right. Yeah. And it's like I think like I said, he's see the extreme of that and it's is at the at the point where it's unhealthy and not really sustainable long term. So I think yeah. what you were saying about talking to nutritionists, just honestly just stepping back and saying like, hey, this is not going to you're going to have some issues with this eventually. Also, mom's cooking that's... is delicious and wonderful, and we are greatly oh, yeah. appreciative. Nope. I have no it. problem with mom's cooking. I was just saying we did. We had a lot of repeated meals, and that's, sure. that's fine. I do that in my own I life. I think that's probably I the case for most people. Families. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You settle um, into the, the fifteen or whatever things that work, and yes. cycle through it. But, but I do I just want to point out. Yeah, yeah I, I do also... just want to point out. There's nothing wrong with having a, a, a small, like you know, a limited palate, like a small thing of things that you really like. Yeah, I agree. As long as it's not impacting your health and. Based on the list of what this guy eats, maybe he's fine now because he's young, but long-term that is not going to, you know, be sufficient for... Right. Right. Um, Yeah, so I would suggest just framing it around health, having the conversation starting with that. Um, And, you know, if he's not willing to compromise at all, that's maybe, uh, you know, an issue that you need to deal with. And think, you know, if he's not willing to compromise on this, what else is he not going to be willing to compromise on, so... Agreed. Tough thing, but good luck. Eat some veggies. They're good for you and very tasty if you cook them correctly. (laughs) All right. So I have a very, I think this is probably happening to a lot of people. And I know a couple of people actually who are kind of in this situation. So I thought this was interesting. Um, So this is from Reddit. Um, It is called, I live in New York City. I went to my hometown to quarantine. Met someone amazing. Now I can't decide if I should go back to New York City. So it does not say their ages, by the way, but I think we can presume youngish based on the scenario. Um, I live in New York City, and to say I adore the city is an understatement. COVID hit and I lost my job, so I came home to be with my family for a bit. It does, does not say where this person lives, so but presumably it's far enough that it's an issue. Um, I ended up meeting an incredible man who I totally picture a future with. He lives here with no plans of leaving. However, I still love my life in New York. Do I stay here and see where this relationship goes, or do I go back to the city that I love, even though I lost my job and everything is shut down? Some more things to note are that I had only been living in New York about a year and a half, so I was still developing a social life. Also, my industry will not be hiring anytime soon, probably in either city. What should I do? Hmm. That's a very good question. (laughs) And there's definitely not one answer to it. Um, I, I, w- I should start by saying I think we should make an effort to normalize the idea that everything is a mess right now and you shouldn't feel yeah. ashamed or otherwise, um, you know, impotent because you are not working or can't get a job in your field or any of these things. Um, it's something I had to come to terms with because I'm working in a job that I would not have necessarily wanted to. Um, but you, you make the best of your situation and there's no shame in that. You know, and that said... Ultimately, I think it comes down to a value decision to you of, of whether you value the relationship of this. Is it man is the, the new person? Uh, the man is the new person. It does not say the gender okay. of the narrator. Right. Well, in any case, if you want to genuinely make a go of it with this man, that's something you have to kind of factor into your planning um, and see if he's willing to either do a long distance thing or go with you or some compromised version of both of those things. 
and it's worth having the conversation, I think, either way, just to kind of float your options out there. You know, but, and then if you decide that being back in your city is more important to you, despite, you know, the, the career situation being what it is, then that's what it is. And I think that's that's kind of the end of it, is you just have to decide what's most important. Yeah, I think, honestly, the fact that COVID is still ongoing and probably won't be going away anytime in the, you know, short-term future, um, I think that has to play a role in this. If you're not going to be working, um, especially if you're really not expecting your field to be hiring and you don't have any alternatives lined up at the moment, New York City is really expensive. That's true. Um, and I don't know how sustainable it is for you to live there. Maybe you have other ways of doing it. I don't know. Um, but that's just something you need to think about as well. And the other thing is I think the distance between where home is and where New York is can play a factor. If it's something where it's, you know, an hour drive, hour and a half drive, where it's like almost it's within reason to at least give it a shot, that also plays into how if it's a four-hour drive six hour drive longer than that then it's i think at that point obviously you need to consider does long distance work for you i know it doesn't for a lot of people but i know some people have made it work i think there are just so many other factors here that you sort of need to think about and honestly if there's a time to stay at home and try this out and see what happens i think this is about as good a time as you're going to get for that yeah this one's tough just because i was not in this exact situation like i didn't meet someone but i you know at the beginning of when this whole thing started i went home for a few and was living there for a few months and kind of ultimately the reason I came back is because well one I love living in Boston and wanted to be back but uh but also like I had to go back to work (laughs) so if I and I think about this even now I'm like if I hadn't had to go back into the office and was continuing to be remote I you know I have a month to month lease. I probably would have just moved all of my stuff into storage and went home and saved a ton of money. Um, and yeah, it would have sucked, and I probably would have gone insane. But at the end of it, I probably could have bought a house. You know, like <laughs> so. This is where like, I am right now. <laughs> yeah. So there's pros and cons to both. If I had met someone while I was living at home, I that would have made it probably an even easier decision to to stay there. And you know with the mindset that someday when things were at least somewhat back to normal would have come back to, you know, the city I love living in. But yeah, I think it's just like what Chris said, it you got to weigh what, what are the most important things to you is being in that city, in that place, most, the most important thing to you at this time in your life, in which case do it. Like it's not going to be, you know, normal living in New York city right now. So you might not even get, kind of the things that you were hoping to get out of it but if you feel like you need to be there then be there yep. and it's kind of like friends too I'll, I'll just throw in this too like for me i'm in a situation where kind of as nikki alluded to i'm saying i'm living at home right now with with the parents um i'm slightly going insane uh <laughs> and i'm trying to buy a house hopefully you know in the next year or, or sooner which is all good and dandy my job is remote so i can work from wherever as long as i have a decent internet connection you know so right now i have a couple areas that i'm looking at in particular but i'm not really dead set on anything um and so if i were to meet someone and they were like well i'm gonna go live in wisconsin i'd be like probably okay sure whatever you know depending (laughs) on the the relationship obviously you know i'm probably not gonna buy a house for someone that i met four months ago but you know it, it depends on the scenario but you know a lot of people are in positions now to be more flexible uh, than than they would otherwise be um, between remote work or just not being employed at the moment and maybe not being tied to the place that they had been. Um, 
you know, you, you might be surprised by what people are willing to come up with. Yeah, that and that ties back into what I'm saying. I'm like, this this is an unusual time, and if you're gonna try something new, try something out like that, this might be the best chance you're gonna have. Yeah, and you go through phases in life of like what's most important, and you know, for a lot of my you know twenties, especially, it was I was all about work and like getting to where I wanted to be in my career. And yes, I had some like long term relationships during that. Um, but it was kind of things that like <laughs> fell into my lap that I wasn't really trying for. So I think it's interesting things like happen at interesting times and maybe you're not ready for them. So yeah, I think it's just about weighing what's important. And now that I'm, you know, 30 and very content in my, like everything else in my life, I'm like, well, where are all the single people now? <laughs> so it's, uh, it's interesting. It's tough. Cause I'm not a terribly socially outgoing person beyond the friends that I have um, and those that I sort of um, interact with, you know, co-workers and that sort of thing who I interact with just as a matter of course. In normal times, I'm not really terribly outgoing on that front. Now I sit in my house all day, every day, forever, um, because I don't want to die and I don't want to kill someone else. And so, like, the odds of me meeting someone or whatever are slim to zero, but it might happen, you never know. I was remarking to, to some of the other day, a lot of my friends from high school who I haven't connected with in a long time are back home now. Odds are I'm not going to see any of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because we're all home for a specific reason, which is to avoid seeing people. It's an interesting and unique situation to be in. Yeah, it's definitely a balance of, like, obviously being safe and keeping others safe, but also, like, trying to take care of your own mental health. I'm obviously doing everything with utmost caution and I'm probably one of the more cautious people, like especially in my workplace and everything, but still like, you know, I've been online dating apps. If there's someone that I want to go meet, I probably will. And I'll do that in you know, a socially distant safe way, like go sit in a park or something. But I think like the, the thought of us going back into lockdown and like me still being alone is like terrifying to me because <laughs> that. It was hard, you know, and it's still hard. And not that I'm going to like rush into anything just so I have someone to quarantine with, but we kind of have this like little gap of like semi freedom while it's still nice out and you can like interact with people outside. Um, so I'm trying to take advantage of that a little bit. And I, it, it like weighs on me because I'm like, I don't want people to feel like I'm being unsafe when I'm just trying to take care of like my sanity um, and still doing this in like the safest way possible. Uh, but I think a lot of people are kind of in that situation right now and it's tough. It's a tough place to be in, but I think, you know, you got to take care of yourself in every way. So going back to this person, you know, do what's going to make you feel good and feel safe. And if you really see something with this person, like go for it, you can figure everything else out later and maybe, you know, it won't work out. And then in a few months you can go back to New York. Like, What's the harm of trying right now? Like Chris said, this is the time. There's ever been a time to stick around your hometown and date someone. This is it. <laughs> well, that got sad. <laughs> it got real. It got real. Yeah. Tough. It's a tough world we live in right now. I know this this podcast has been a bright spot for me. Something you know I look forward to doing every week. Uh, I hope for our listeners, it's something you look forward to listening to every week and it's getting you at least giving you a little like 40 minutes of joy every week or at least 
five of those 40 minutes are somewhat joyful. <laughs> and that's why you keep coming entertainment back. value. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we want everybody to be staying safe out there, wear a mask, social distance, stay home if you can, if you have that option. But also, you know, take care of yourself. Mental health is just as important as physical health in many scenarios. So it's okay to go to want to go outside and like go for a walk or like meet up with a friend and have a drink in a safe way. You know, that's fine. Well, maybe depending on where you live, but <laughs> yeah, if you live, give or take South of the Mason Dixon line, stay at home. <laughs> um, also like Ohio, uh, not doing great right now. Um, you know, the, the yeah, states we live in, yeah, the states we live in are doing so so right now. So we're, yeah, um, you know, hanging in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's you know a lot of, I mean, at least up in New England, it's pretty easy to go get tested. Um, right. And you know, the city I live in is doing it for free. I went and got tested last week, actually, not because I was concerned I had it, but because I was going to a lake house with a couple of friends that we wanted to make sure we were all being safe. Um, so everybody got tested and was clean. If you want to meet someone and you want to start actually hanging out with them, just like both go get a test. And then that's just one more person in your bubble. And you just have to be conscious of that, that every person you're interacting with is also interacting with like this bubble of people that you're. And really it's, it's, it's good operating procedure to go get a, a, you know, STD or STI test before entering a serious relationship with someone <laughs> anyway. So just add COVID to that list now and then you're good. <laughs> Except COVID needs to be more frequent. <laughs> well, yeah. well, unless you're yep. yeah, ramp- everyone on rampage. <laughs> In which case, good for you. <laughs> I don't know where you're meeting all these people right now, but like... <laughs> Go off, fam. Prop. Live your best life. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that, that got real, but I think it's important to talk about every so often. Um, and we haven't deep-dived into it really on this podcast yet, so... Be safe, be well. And email yeah, us your questions at yeah, thoroughlyunqualified at gmail.com. You can also DM us on Instagram or technically on YouTube. You could send a message through that. Don't know why you would, but you can. Uh, we may or may not look at it anytime soon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it would alert us through email if we got a message. Probably. Um, uh, or you we'll can look at reach it. out to any of us uh, in whatever way you know how. Uh and uh, if there's nothing else, that'll uh, that'll do it for this week's episode of Thoroughly Unqualified. So thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next week. Also, if you're one of our soulmates, just like feel yes. free to hit us up. Yes, <laughs> apparently you're out there. So. <laughs> apparently we know you. So yep. All right, have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next Thursday. Bye. Bye.